not not quite my tempo. Five, six, seven. What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Cinemarbles podcast. My name is Joel Anderson, and I'm joined by Scott Orzala to talk all things film related. And today, we got we got a good show for you today, guys. We're first we'll be breaking down what exactly makes a knockout acting performance. Uh, then later on, we'll be sharing some movies that we grew up on as kids, and then we'll be finishing it off uh, with some movies to look forward to in 2021. But first things first, Scott. It's the weekend. I know we got a lot to get through, but feeling good on the weekend. How how you been? It's been it's been a long week, but I mean, I feel like every <laughs> single week has been a long week. <laughs> I oh, mean, definitely um, ever since the pandemic started. Literally, I just feel like it's it's been a grind ever since. But no, I'm I'm ready to rock, and it's it's been a long week of uh, of grinding, but it's also been a long week of watching um, some TV and some movies. And there's been a lot of things that I've been watching. Uh, have you did you ever tune in and start watching the um, flight attendant yet or no? I haven't watched that. My girlfriend wanted to start watching uh, Game of Thrones, so we've been binging that. See, I got into Game of Thrones a while ago. Uh, I want to say like two or three years ago, and I stopped. But my brother was a huge Game of Thrones fan, and he said that he loved it, but he said the ending was very rushed. And for for that reason, I don't know if I want to get into it because like whenever you hear like a, a show end bad, like have you ever seen like Lost? Like lost. Yeah. I, I, everyone talked about bad. it was a great show, great show, and then I heard the finale was horrible, so I just never wanted to like start it. You know, I think but, I watched that live, and it was it was it was bad. You don't want to watch really? that. Really? Isn't it like isn't it like a dream or something? Bro, I was young, but I'm pretty. They like they're like in a church, I think, or like some kind of like community center, and they just. Like everyone from the show is there. It's kind of like I think it's kind of like heaven. They're all just like so it like leaves out. it like leaves it for your uh, like up to you to decide what what it is or what happens or something. I like think that. so. Yeah. yeah, I got the weird. I got the. For me, it was kind of like they like went up to heaven, but that yeah. was just me, a young kid. You as want well to know what I that. heard? You want to know what I heard that I never thought I'd ever hear before? Yeah, I heard like four or five people just recently because I was talking to a group of friends say that the Breaking Bad ending was bad or that they heard what? the Breaking Bad ending was bad and that's why they never finished it. Like, they didn't finish season five. Like, I had a friend literally <laughs> tell me, yeah, I got... He's like, yeah, I got through season one through four and I just didn't finish it because I heard the ending was bad. I was like, dude, it was one of the best endings on TV. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, everything Final about season that show might be perfect. the best season of the whole series. I think... Uh, yeah. Four and five, yeah, I would I'd, say, I'd say so. I'd say so. You know why? Because... That's when Hank finds out about, um, like, Eisenberg, finds out about Walt's, like, history and, like, the things going on Yeah, when he's the reading scenes. that book, that's that's a great yeah, scene. That, yes, when he's on the toilet and he, like, opens it <laughs> and then he has, like, that flashback cameo to, like, where he's, he's like, like you Walter got me. White. <laughs> he's like, ah, you got me. That's a good one. And then you posted something on the Instagram page as well. Another great scene in that show. Do you remember what season that was, though, where he looks at him, like, with the cash in his hand? And he's like, I got oh, like five yeah. million cash. I think that's <laughs> uh, when he got in their bricks. He's like five million season cash. Season two. That I think it was early, season right? two after the plane crash, and uh, he gets kicked out of the house. I think Wait, that's he when gets he's like kicked out of the up. house. He gets. Was that season two? It was that early where where he um, where Skyler turns on him. I might. Uh, oh wait, that might be season three because the plane crashes into season two. Yeah. Yeah, and the plane crashes because Jesse's girlfriend died, right? Yeah, yeah. Or she yeah. overdoses. Yep, yep. So yeah, that was yeah, probably so early season three. Then I, they all blend together. Well, because season one was so short, 
And then season two um, was a little longer. And I thought season one was kind of slow. That's the only thing I'll say about the show in a negative way was I thought season one was a little sh- or slow. Um, but other than that, I mean, the show is just perfection. Um, <laughs> My favorite show ever. Oh, best show of all time. But we got a lot of shows coming up. We actually, talking about Breaking Bad and shows, we're actually um, talking about like movies that we grew up on as a kid. And I've never asked you this question before, so I'm, I'm really curious uh, what you grew up on watching. Uh, yeah, so I got... I was into a lot of like animated movies, um, so obviously like Pixar. We had like Monsters Inc., Ratatouille, and stuff like that came out when I was little. Um, but the big one for me was definitely Shrek and Shrek Two. I I had those on repeat all the time. Yeah, I feel like for me I had Happy Gilmore on. I had Dark Knight. I remember me and my dad went and saw Dark Knight. Um, in theaters, I remember a kid actually like choked on something, whether it was like a <laughs> hot dog. I swear to God. And my dad got up because he was going to help him. And then his, I think his dad or someone ended up helping the kid. And like, yeah, it was a crazy thing. That was my Dark Knight movie. <laughs> Have you ever heard of the movie Recess? It was at first it was a TV show, like and then they made a show? movie out of it. Yeah, it's like an animated show. Or and then they made it into a movie, and it was about like this guy who was trying to take over summer vacation and like eliminate it, and like. The, uh, these kids got together and they were trying to like save like the school and then save the world it was crazy it was one of the best movies of all time I watched it as a kid all the time that and the Hey Arnold movie I watch all the time and see I watched the shows <laughs> but I don't think I saw the movies oh the movie was so good it was one of the best animated movies of all time and that was just always one check of my it favorite. Out, oh man another animated movie Space Jam Space Jam's a big one Space Jam that's a big one too you know what? I, I get a lot of things going against me, but and a lot of people disagree with me. But maybe it's just because of the, the nostalgia or it being first. But I think Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man was some of the best. I think that was the best Spider-Man movie like collection series. And I know a lot of people think Tom Holland is a better Spider-Man. But I, I don't know if it's because of the originalness or what. But those are my favorite movies of all time. Like I remember as a kid too, like that and like the first Iron Man were like my two favorite superhero movies too yeah i think i remember seeing uh i think spider-man 2 in the theater like it's very nostalgic i i agree i like i like toby Maguire's spider-man i mean tom holland spider-man's really good too but it, i think it's just more the nostalgia for me for yeah toby Maguire. i hope he shows up in spider-man 3 which we'll get to well, that saying um, he was supposed to, right? yeah him um and then andrew garfield too there and there's like rumors they could show up but yeah. i don't know Hopefully, well, I that, mean that'd be cool. That breaks down. That breaks down a really big question. So, going from these movies that that we watched as kids and stuff like that, and now watching them now as adults, or just watching them like as we're getting older, what kind of breaks down for you like like a really good acting performance? Like, what makes you feel like you're not watching a movie? You're watching someone's like real life, or you're watching a real story? Like, what what really breaks down a good a good acting performance for you? So yeah. Um, this is, I think it's like entirely like subjective. Like people are going to have different opinions on this. Like, cause it, people have different opinions on any acting performance and they're going to have like different like criteria for what they think a great performance is. But for me, I'm, I'm a big fan of like the method actors. Uh, like they like really inhabit the role of their character and they like even like draw back on like past experiences to like really to show like real emotion and stuff and real expression 
Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like the performances that really stood out to me were those ones that like, yeah, you you like forget that you're watching a famous person pretend to be someone else. And I really saw that with like a lot of these method actors like uh, like Robert De Niro and like Daniel Day-Lewis, uh, Marlon Brando, Joaquin Phoenix. Um, and like and Christian Bale too, uh, he's a he'd always like lose all that weight and gain all that weight, uh, and like you would some of those movies like one of the most recent ones, uh, Vice. Have you seen that? With he plays Dick Cheney in that, and he yeah. looks he looks yeah, completely Very unrecognizable. Good Very good movie. It's funny you bring up the method actors because um, I, I I'm the same way. Shia LaBeouf. He's actually like an extremist when it comes to method acting. Him and Jared <laughs> yeah. Leto are actually like the two like they they've been considered the two craziest method actors because um, before the movie Fury, Shia LaBeouf actually went into that mindset. So he pulled out one of his teeth. I know that was uh, there was a, he did a lot of crazy things, but I know for this movie he pulled out one of his teeth. He didn't shower for six weeks. Didn't shower or bathe for like or actually it might have been like a couple months. Um, he went into Navy SEAL training. So he went through like all the 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 hands-on training that they would do just yeah. to get into SEAL camp, um, and a number of things just for that movie. I mean, Jared Leto has done numerous things too. I remember on, on Joker, he he didn't take off his he didn't get out of character. He never took off his makeup. Um, and I remember a lot of the the cast members said they were like scared of him because he would play like, he'd play like pranks and like play these jokes on people. I think he sent like used condoms around to them. Yeah, he would do like the weirdest like dark joke humor that you could think of. And like, I mean, credit to him, but I feel like there's a lot of actors that don't do that. Like you look at the Denzel Washingtons and stuff that don't go into that deep of a of a character, but they still yeah. play the character very well when they're acting. Right? Oh yeah, definitely. Like that, I feel like it might be better for your health. I mean, so, like look at, and when I say that, I mean, look at Heath Ledger was a, he was a method actor and, you know, rest in peace, Heath Ledger. He was one of the best actors of all time. I think he was unbelievable. I mean, I'm a little biased because I thought, you know, I really like the dark Knight, but I mean, you look at like Brokeback Mountain, you look at movies that won him a ton of awards. Mm-hmm. Um, even there was a movie a long time ago that I watched as a kid. It came with my PSP. It was like the dogs of, or something of Dogtown or something. Do you remember, do you know this Lord, movie? Is it like, the Lords of Dogtown? Lords of Dogtown. Yeah, it was a skateboard movie. You remember that movie? That's did that come out in like he the nineties? It came out a long time ago. He was in that movie though. It was a very good cast. I know a lot of the cast members were young in it, and they they turned out to be um, something. But yeah, it was a very very good movie. I want to believe it came out in like nineteen ninety four or something like that and it was it was like a skateboard slash surf movie um a bunch of kids in hollywood um trying to get recognized and it, it just follows a very very cool story and, and he's like this drunken coach or he's like a drunk and <laughs> yeah. he owns a skate shop or whatever and he, <laughs> he's hilarious very good movie um so if you haven't seen that one i definitely recommend that but yeah i mean we look at these method actors and we look at um for me personally i think method acting is a very cool approach an, a performance that really gets me going, though, is something that makes me feel emotion when there's no music in the background. Does that make sense? Because I feel like like directors and, and stuff in movies, they use that mu- music to really get you to feel your emotions, like in mm-hmm. a scene, right? Yeah. And if an actor can make me do that or have those same feelings without music, I think that that's an uh, unbelievable performance. Yeah, that actually reminds me of... Um have you seen the pianist uh, Adrian Brody? Also, yes, a method yeah. actor 
that's a great like also an example of method acting but in that movie um especially when have you seen the pianist is that the one where he's a jew and he's uh during he's the, like yeah. trying to get he, he's trying to get past like the germans and stuff and yeah 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 i have there's seen that. that scene at the it's towards the end when um he's playing he's like sitting there in silence uh when one of the a nazi comes in and he's like think he's gonna kill him he's playing the piano um he's just i remember that that's a good example of like before he plays the piano it's just like completely silent and he just draws like so much emotion like so much in his eyes just he thinks he's gonna die right there it's yeah. That's a great example of that. It's a very, very good scene. Very good scene in that movie. It's a very good movie. That's one of my but, favorite yeah, performances ever, probably. I love Adrian Brody, too, I, though. <laughs> That's biased. Oh, man. If I had to give up a... Uh, I mean, there's so many good performances. So many good. And and I feel like if you ask me, it really depends on my mood, who I'd say the best performance is or that I've seen. Um, But I'll give you... So I'll give you three. I'll give you three performances that I thought were were unbelievable. Will Smith in the Pursuit of Happiness. I think just okay. him in that entire movie when he's and even my mom talks about it all the time. But when he gets that job at that brokerage firm <laughs> and he walks out and he starts like running in place and he starts like clapping and you just see the tear. <laughs> that might have been one of the best scenes in any movie I've ever seen. It was it was unbelievable and the acting in that. Even when he's getting the job, even when they're like you know the guy sits down with him and he's like, you know, I thought I'd wear a suit on my last day and he's like, well, how about you wear one tomorrow because tomorrow is going to be your first day. You know what I mean? And he like goes <laughs> yeah. and just the tears in his eye. Like he he played that part unbelievable or like when he's in the bathroom stall and like and they're homeless they don't have a place to stay so he's got to convince his son that they're that, to use his imagination that they're like there's all these dinosaurs around and and he's got his son laying on him and his son's sleeping and someone's trying to get in the bathroom and they're yeah. kicking the door and he's got his feet there and he's like stopping it it's like like that that was a performance that i thought was unbelievable um number two that i'll give you is the wolf of wall street with um leonardo dicaprio i mean i could watch that movie every single day he was unbelievable um jonah hill was unbelievable margot robbie was unbelievable i mean the whole cast it, it just all came together perfectly um for a movie and then the third one i'd have to say heath ledger as the joker i think he played any oh, villain um, to a t i mean i don't think any villain could play better than uh, him and Joaquin Phoenix played two different jokers and I think they did them both, both great. incredible both won act uh Oscars but for him too. Heath Ledger did it first man Heath Ledger did it first that's one of the best supporting acting performances I've ever seen too I mean he completely yeah. steals the show if you ask anyone tell anyone about the dark knight the first thing they're gonna say is oh that's the one with the joker in it like, oh, of course it's iconic of course and and I think Bane I think uh what's his name uh, one of my favorite actors uh, who played Bane. Uh, Tom Hardy. Uh, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Uh, he, he was a very good Bane, and that was a very good movie as well. Uh, very good cast, very good script, but just nothing beats that second Dark Knight movie. It just yeah, that was always going to fail, I think, because you can't beat the Dark Knight. It's one of the most you perfect can. movies. Now, let me ask you kind of a dark, morbid question. Okay. Do you think? Do you think if Heath Ledger didn't die... Do you think that his role in that movie would still be as nostalgic as it is? Like, do you think it would still hit the way that it does if he was still alive? Uh, that's a good question. I think 
that also it's kind of like the same thing said asking like uh do you think jfk would have been like do you think people looked at jfk so greatly if he hadn't been uh yeah, assassinated true. too but i think it's, true. he definitely still won, on the, won the oscar and it still would be like this this like beloved film but yeah you could also argue that the same thing uh like there's a chance it won't be, wouldn't be as nostalgic but it's still Heath Ledger is absolutely incredible in this movie and you can't like do you think he so, would have been so in the sad. third one do you think he would have been in the third so yeah what I forget what happens he just kind of he just kind of gets arrested well, he, at the he's end he's dangling it? he's dangling from so it's him and uh and Batman they're fighting on like that top of that um, yeah the top the big like, skyscraper uh, construction one yeah, because he's gonna blow up the the two boats. And and he him, does he leave him hanging there, or does he like fall? So yeah, so so he he throws him out the window. He starts falling. He's like, oh, whatever. He's like <laughs> going down, and he like shoots his little thing at him, grabs him by the foot, and pulls him back up. And then he like leaves him there, and he runs away because the cops start closing in. So he books it. And then yeah. you just see the Joker just laughing, and then like they put like the spotlights on him and everything, and then that's like the last you see of him. And I actually think he died that night. I'm pretty. Don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure Keith Ledger died that night because I know he died in before production even started. So before he, post production even began, he that's when he passed away. Yeah, he was in the so middle I of making another was, movie too. Uh, yeah, yeah, I forget what it's called. Yeah, but, but he because he was coming down from that, he was making another movie, and, and remember he was he was in that scene, and I remember that night was the night that he overdosed, which is insane to think. But so he he could have even been in more, like you never know, like he could have had more, he could have been in the third movie. The door was definitely but, open for him to be in the third movie. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I don't know how they would have done it because I feel like the way the third movie was done was perfect too, mm-hmm. um, especially the way they ended it. But yeah, no, very insane, very insane. Uh, one for me um, would be more recent one. Uh, J.K. Simmons and Whiplash as uh, Fletcher is one of like oh, the most scariest man. characters I have ever seen. Oh man, why did I forget about this? <laughs> that's not only that's him, a good one to just that? like um, he just fools you. Like you won't you don't see J.K. Simmons playing someone. You see this incredibly imposing character just but let's let's not just say his character though because miles teller or miles teller miles played teller a very really good, good too. part all around oh, this is, that's a great movie it is didn't it win a bunch of awards too i know uh jk simmons won best supporting did uh did the movie win anything itself or no maybe uh, best i think it was nominated for best picture i don't think it won though uh that was 24 i think like birdman won that year maybe it did it did it was birdman um but that was a very good movie as well. Very good performance. I mean, if you really want to just point out performances, we can go on for hours. And hours. <laughs> because, yes, <laughs> because there's so many good movies out there. But yeah, no, that one it, it got so good ratings though. It got an 8.5 out of 10 on IMDb. It got 94% on Rotten Tomatoes and 88%. Um, and that movie came out in 2014. Wow, it's already been like Man, seven years. That ending it just gives me goosebumps every time. Just the stare down, just the, the big close up of his eyes, just looking right at him, and just like the my nod. favorite scene. My favorite scene in that movie is when he's trying so hard to get to the performance, and like he's in that rental car and he's driving, oh, and he's driving, and the kid calls him. He's like, "Where are you at? We're going on stage. You know, this kid's got your part." And he's like, "You tell him, you tell him that's my part." And as he's saying that, wham! He gets smashed he's by cut a to truck. Black too. 
and it cuts to black and you just hear like oh man that was it was um, and then he gets on there he's bleeding he's bleeding and he's like i'm playing i'm playing and then he like gets up and tackles jk simmons the anxiety was so high during that scene oh it's so high but you know leading leading from that movie we got a lot of movies those are from our past but uh we got a lot of movies to look forward to in 2021 um just the first one off off of my uh right hand here is space jam did you say there's a new space jam new legacy movie coming out yeah lebron james they've been talking about that for so long and now it's finally gonna it's coming on hbo max i think it's one of those releases i saw that that one was coming out on hbo max i saw a couple others but i didn't the only thing with that one that i wasn't for sure about was i know it's coming out july 16th of 2021 and dude joel this movie had a hundred and sixty one point nine million dollar budget Space Jam? For an animated movie. My God, it's like probably this, all this LeBron better, James' salary. <laughs> <laughs> probably. I mean, that's true. I mean, I'm sure they had to pay LeBron a ton. I don't know the other four um, athletes they have in it, but I know uh, Cheadle. I know Don Cheadle's in it as oh, well. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious what, what role he's going to play, but I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that when that comes out in July. Yeah, I'll definitely um, see that too. A big fan of the first one. How about you? Do you have anything coming out? Or that you're looking forward to? Um, it was supposed to come out last year, but I'm a big fan of uh, I, the trailer for Dune. looked really cool. Uh, it's the first part. What's that to, one about? What's that? What's that one about? Uh, so it's a novel. Um, it's kind of like a sci-fi thing. It's like it's all about like it's kind of it feels like kind of like Game of Thronesy. There's like a king, like a guy who needs to be like wants to be king, I think. And there's like a, it's like in the desert. There's a lot of great actors in it. There's uh, Timothy Chalamet's in it, Zendaya's in it, uh, Oscar Isaac, um, Jason Momoa's in it. There's a, if you look up the cast, it's like an ensemble cast. And it's uh, directed by uh, Denny Villeneuve. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but uh, he made like Prisoners, if you've seen that. Um, it was a really good movie. He made Arrival too. Um, but he's always made great movies. I'm really excited for that. There's also a ton of uh, superhero movies coming out too. Are you ex- um, looking forward to any of those? Yeah, uh, there there are a lot of uh, of new ones coming out. There's actually I, I don't know if you would call him a superhero, um, but I will touch up on the superhero movies first. Uh, Venom with Tom Hardy. I know there's a second Venom coming out um, sometime in 2021, and then Suicide Squad, um, the new Suicide yeah, Squad. Yeah, with James Gunn. That might, that's gonna be good. But I'm actually really excited, and I've been so excited, and it's been pushed back like four or five times. But it's the last of the legacy, the last of the series with Daniel Craig. It's the new um, No Time to Die James Bond movie. That movie, Joel, has been pushed back like six or seven times, (laughs) I swear to God. It was supposed to originally come out in November of 2020, and then that got pushed to March of 2021. Then that got pushed to April. No, you know what? I totally just lied to you. It was supposed to come out... April of 2020 and then it was supposed to come out in November of 2020 and then it was supposed to come out in April of 2021 and now it's pushed all the way back to November of 2021 (laughs) it's insane it sounds like they want it in the theaters they do so that one is going to be no matter what it's not coming out in HBO nothing that is going to be strictly theaters um, and I, I actually believe because a lot of the movies like we looked at Judas and the Black Messiah a lot of new movies came out in theaters and then they also came out on HBO Max I think mm-hmm. that might be a new norm because um, I see a lot of movies doing that this yeah. one I is strictly um, a theater based movie 
And I, I, I that's cool. I like that. I like that one a lot um, because I don't want to lose theaters. I don't. And yeah, me neither. I I'm, love going to the theater. I'm scared that the younger generation is gonna is gonna take that from us because I feel like the younger generation is so used to just downloading everything and having it right at their fingertips and watching it at home. They don't like that nostalgia of movie theaters that you get, you know. Yeah, and the pandemic really put another nail in the coffin too. Uh, it's gonna be hard for yeah some of these businesses to bounce back. I think the small ones don't bounce back, but I think like your AMC, your Marcus, your your uh, your cinema, your classic cinema. I, I think those stay your movie coast, you know, but depending on where you are, I mean, if you live in a small town, I don't know how your small town theaters are going to make it. And, and That's true, you know, yeah. I mean, you went to Illinois state, you went to Illinois state. There's that little theater down in uh, uptown normal. I don't know how that one's staying afloat. If it even is, I don't know. Yeah. We were going to have our documentary posted there too. That was going to right when the pandemic hit, I'm still yeah seething about that. It would have been the first ever thing that we and I, me and you do. We love film, and and I, I know we even talk on the outside of this podcast about getting some uh, some film stuff going as well too. But doing a follow up uh, of that documentary, that'd be a follow up. That'd be awesome. But I, I know me and you. That's not going to be the first or last thing that's going to be on a big screen. I know something, something's out there. It's in our future. We gotta have something's going to be in a big screen. You know, I'm I'm praying every night. <laughs> <laughs> but I got another movie for you. Another one coming out in 2021. And I don't know if you heard of this one. I actually just uh, stumbled across it when I was looking some stuff up. It's called King Richard. It's based on uh, true events. It's featuring the upbringing of the two tennis legends, Venus and uh, Serena Williams. And it's starring Will Smith and John Bernthal. So, and I, I think I said that right. Bernthal, I have heard about this. Guy, yeah, it's uh, it comes out on HBO Max. I, there's a, it's an unknown release date. Uh, it's like a 30 second trailer on YouTube right now. It's kind of like one of those teaser trailers. Okay, yeah, um, gotcha. but that one looks it looks great. Looks very good. It's coming out. So hopefully uh, within, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be like a summer release. So that'll be a cool one. Uh, going back to superhero movies, I have a couple. Uh, I guess it's not a superhero movie. It's more like a Venom movie. But uh, Morbius as mm-hmm. Jared Leto was I think it's supposed to come out this year. Um, is he a villain or is he a superhero? Uh, he's like a, I think he's a villain. He's like a, kind of like a vampire type guy. But at the end of the trailer, they show uh, Michael Keaton as, uh, I forget his name, but he's in Spider-Man Homecoming. He's the main villain. And it's, Michael Keaton. Oh, okay. I forget what his name is in the movie. It's like, he's like, he has the big wings. But um, oh, he shows yeah, up in the trailer I, I and he's playing that about. character. So I'm really intrigued about if they're somehow like going into like the Marvel universe or not, because that's a Marvel movie made well, by Sony, like, uh, like Venom is. Well, Sony bought Marvel like three years ago, right? They have only like, they only have or like a few, of the peop- I know a few of the, few of the characters. Like I remember they had big talks. They're like taking Tom Holland and he's just going to be in like the Venom movies and everyone was freaking out. That was like a year ago. But yeah, I, don't, I think they don't well, have Venom I was and told, a couple others. I remember reading a long time ago too that when they bought them out that they weren't allowed to have any other Spider-Man movies again. Was that true? So like Tom Holland would never be in another Spider- Spider-Man movie. Yeah, I think it was only for he like his contract got moved to Sony. Like he could only be in Sony produced Spider-Man movies. But yeah. that ended up not coming true. And now we're getting I mean, Spider-Man 3. <laughs> I mean, thank God. Spider-Man 3 comes out this year, too. 
Uh, did you see the new the new tra- uh, title for that? No, I so, have not seen the title. Is there a trailer out for that one yet? There's no trailer. It's called uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, though. They're staying with the the home titles. Okay. It's pretty but cool. There's going to be a ton of ton of people in this movie. Do you think Tom Holland's a good Spider-Man? I like him. He's definitely the typical like high school Spider-Man. The high school version. I mean, he's he's traditional. Yeah, he's with the comics, but but do you like that? Um, I think it's a different take compared to like um the Tobey Maguire movies. He was more of like an adult Spider-Man, and then there's like Andrew Garfield. He was uh, kind of college, so I guess we kind of rounded out with the high school version of Spider-Man. Um, yeah, he's not my favorite Spider-Man, definitely, but uh, I still like him. He's he's funny. Uh, he's like he has that like humor, like the Spider-Man, like the TV show or the comic would have. Yeah, no, I, I, it's it's definitely different. I think it appeals to more of an audience. I think the uh, like I said, I think I just like the nostalgia. Of, oh uh, yeah, me too. Of to- Tobey Maguire, the first, yeah, with Tobey Maguire, and you know, I thought I that hope was a he shows cast. up in uh, James, James Franco. Movie. James Franco, yeah. as, I think it'd be really cool. Uh, yeah. But yeah, going back to, uh, and then uh, really quickly too, we also have Fast 9. So if there's any Fast and Furious fans out there, that one's also coming out June 25th of 2021. Um, That movie had a $155 million budget as well. So all these movies are a ton of money going to these guys. And and, and I'll I'll tell you why. I mean, this one's starring Vin Diesel. It's got uh, Michelle Rodriguez, uh, Tyrese Gibson, Ludacris, and John Cena. I mean, right there, that's going to cost you like 100 mil (laughs) just for those five (laughs) right there. I love John Cena. Um, he's becoming a great. He's becoming a great actor. He's in uh, the Suicide Squad movie I, I too. Do, I, I disagree. You I disagree. Don't know if he's <laughs> I don't know because okay, he's got the same upbringing as Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and I think Dwayne the Rock Johnson's good. Do you think like, he's okay, gonna be the next? I think, the Rock? No, <laughs> I don't think anybody will be the next Rock, but. He, I think he wants to be, and I think that's why I don't like it. I think he, he's like a wannabe Walmart knockoff version of The Rock, and that's being blunt. <laughs> I know a lot of people are probably like, this guy's an idiot, like John Cena's awesome, but I've never seen a performance. I mean, think about it. He was in uh, The Bee, which was, uh, or Bumblebee, Bumblebee or whatever, right? It was like a knockoff movie or... Uh, not a knockoff. What's what's the word for it? Like a spinoff or yeah, something? Yeah, spinoff. Of a, of a, a Transformer spinoff. Uh, thought he was horrible in that movie. <laughs> Brutal. And then what was the movie where he was hooking up with Amy? Oh, um, I, yeah, he, I hated that movie. Short. He wasn't good in that. The M- movie sucked. Uh, train he was, he was wreck. awful in that. Train wreck. He was brutal. It was it was it was it was horrible. I will <laughs> so, say I mean, though, I, give uh, me one movie where he was good. Just give me one movie, or give me one movie that he was in that was good. Uh, and I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. We'll have to come back to that. <laughs> he is he is <laughs> in the, the new Suicide Squad movie though, which will be interesting. He's okay, but the last Suicide Movie Squad movie was awful, so I already have low expectations for this one as well. <laughs> <laughs> you know what no, I mean? We'll see. I mean, we'll it see. was. It got the it got horrible ratings. The last one, uh, Jared Leto, because of his performance as Joker, didn't even he didn't even get his own movie. I mean, that's why they went Joaquin Phoenix. I remember he was really upset about that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I I think this new this new movie really has a lot to prove. It's gotta it's gotta make a statement. It does have the director of yep. uh, Guardians of the Galaxy though. That's that's like the only saving grace for me. That's that's why I'm interested because he. You think that yeah, and and those movies were awesome. 
Yeah, if he does the same thing with Suicide Squad, it could be pretty good. I actually think it's... I, I'd uh, argue with you that the um, Guardians of the Galaxy movies are probably top five on that list of MCU movies. I The first one especially is one of my favorite MCU movies. Yeah. It's, so it's it's so good if you had the list this is like a side question your top five mcu movies i'm kind of putting you on the spot here but i'm curious <laughs> now because we're, t- we're talking about it what do you think they'd be um in no particular order or do you want to order here? no order just just no just order your top five uh guardians of the galaxy actually one, you know definitely. what no you know what i'm gonna make it hard on you i'm gonna make it hard on you, oh, you need god order. one through uh, five one through five now i gotta remember him um i would say let me think I'd put Endgame in there. I'd put Endgame at five because I loved it. It was a great I, movie. It's really long, though. I, I can give you some help, too. I can give you some help. We got Thor. We got Captain America. We got the Iron Mans. We got Black Panther. Okay. Thor Ragnarok was a really Ooh, good movie. That's going to be in the top five. Uh, I'll go Winter Soldier at four. That's I. That's a great okay. standalone movie. Um Three. How about Civil War? Oh God, it's staying off the list. Um, <laughs> that's a tough decision, but it's gonna have to be made. Then we got Guardians of the Galaxy. It's probably three. Um, two. Okay. Oh man, Iron Man one's good. Original, mo- great nostalgic movie, but number one, I would say, is definitely. Infinity War. That's my favorite MCU movie. And then two. Thor Ragnarok's number two. Okay. All right. I'll give it to you. I'll give you my top five. It's going to be Iron Man one, hands down. I mean, it's the it's the OG of movies of the MCU. It's Iron a Man. great movie, yeah. And then I'm, I'm going to give it to uh, Thor Ragnarok is going to be my number two. Okay. My number three is going to be Black Panther. That's a great movie, my too. Number fo- my number four is going to be Captain America, the first one. Okay. And my number five on that list is going to be probably the second part of Endgame. I feel like it's got to be. Endgame? That or Spider-Man. Because the first Spider-Man was awesome, too. Did you like the first... We're getting way off topic here, but... Did you like the oh, first so Avengers movie? <laughs> but we just got to let it ride. We got to keep riding. <laughs> um, the first Avengers movie... It's funny you say that, because I actually just watched that. It was in my. It was next on my list for the for the recap. Um, I believe it could have been better. But see, but, but I'm watching it now at the end, right? Like, I'm watching it after the other ones came out. I got to mm-hmm. remember, you know being waiting in line with my brother and one of his good friends you know when i was a young kid waiting to see it like for its time it was a great movie right See everyone come together great great it was the first time everyone came together and and then you see uh captain america and iron man don't really like each other um you know the hulk can't really control his powers yet uh black widow is kind of the mediator with all that it, it, it was great you know what I, I don't know what i'm saying here i'm losing my mind it was a good movie it was a good time um compared to all the other ones i i, I think it's better than captain marvel i i think captain marvel wasn't very good um yeah that was but pretty much middle of the road kind of movie it, yeah it was, same thing it with just, like the, it, Thor, the it, it first two thors too i wasn't a big fan of those yeah 
Ah, see, you're you're not alone. I have heard that. I actually was a fan of the first Thor. I thought it had a cool cast. Um, I thought it had a cool storyline. Um, but I mean, it's not a bad movie. I mean, but I mean, generally speaking, it's hard to it's hard to rank the MCU movies because they're all almost all of them are really good movies. Yeah. What do you think about the first Incredible Hulk? Uh, I mean, it's it's. I like Edward Norton. Um, it's like just looking away from all the other Marvel movies. It's like a, it's a fine movie, but compared to the other Marvel movies and how it doesn't fit into any other any of the storylines anymore, it's you don't need to watch it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I feel like if you if you want to watch them all in order, I mean, you could throw that one in there, but it has nothing to do with the universe, so um, that's why I'd stay away from it. But yeah, going completely off top topic <laughs> was the mcu that i feel like we need our own like special it's got to be its own show mcu special just talk about all the mcu movies maybe maybe oh, yeah, the we next week hours. maybe next show i don't know i feel like i feel like next show we should probably do something like that because we got black widow or not black widow well i mean we do have black widow but what's the one uh finishing on sunday is wandavision so i feel like maybe uh, wandavision series finale show. tonight i'll be watching that after this yeah. Um, so, I mean, there you, there you go. Yeah, I feel like um, we do a Marvel special. We can even do a DC special with uh, Justice League coming up. That's probably not... <laughs> we're probably not going to have too many nice things to say about that, though. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I'm excited. I'll do... Uh, I, I think, yeah, I think those should be our next two shows. I think we're already planning it out. That, that's the Avengers, I think, or any of those movies you could talk about forever. And, and we still have a ton coming out, so... That's true, yeah. I'm excited for that. Yeah, we we got a little off topic today, but it's good. <laughs> we're good discussion, I think. We're, we're, we're structurizing it a little bit better here. <laughs> it was entertaining to say the least. But, but yeah, I mean, the last thing I'm going to say about these new movies coming out, just because I'm so excited for it. Back on track of the No Time to Die. Um, just for a little background to this movie, it does. Um, it stars Daniel Craig and Remy Malek. I believe Remy Malek is going to be the villain in this one. Um, but a little background from the movie itself is it's going to take place where James Bond has left the active service. So it kind of like, it's a little bit of a deja vu. I feel like every single time we watch a movie, he's either like retired or he <laughs> was shot, you know, something crazy. Right. Yeah. Um, so he is out of the active service. Um, his old friend from the CIA named Felix comes to bond asking for help. And that's what kind of gets him tied. It kind of cuts into his little peacetime and cuts it short. He gets back into it, and uh, Remy Malek playing the new villain um, has unseen technology that really throws James Bond into uh, some heavy waters, some deep waters, I should say. So that one looks really good. It's got a $250 million budget, so they're <laughs> that's probably why they're waiting to have It'll it be in a theaters. Yeah. They, they, yeah, they. I mean, they've literally spent close to $300 million just for this movie alone. Um so I'm, I'm really excited. That one's going to be my, uh, I'm going to leave you guys with that one as my 2021 movie to watch must see of the year. Um, and it comes out right around the time for the 2022 Oscars. So, you know, you never know. You never do that. Um, I have one more to say, and then I'm, that's, that's everything on my list. Uh, quiet place part two is supposed to come out Ooh. 2020 and it got delayed. I th- it's supposed to come oh, out this man. year. And I don't know, man. I don't put it past them to hold off till 2022. You think it's gonna get delayed again? That's gonna be that's gonna be I crazy. So. I mean, I'm well, I really interested story. in it, but 
Well, so right before COVID hit, I went on spring break and I was actually on the Jimmy Kimmel show. Not on it, but I was like, <laughs> I watched it live. <laughs> I wish. Um, but I was on the Kim- the Kimmel show and they were actually advertising that movie. What's her name? The girl that stars in it? The mom? Uh, Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt. She was one of the guests on the show and they were actually advertising the show, like the movie. Like they were, the it was coming two. out. I remember, yeah, because I believe it was coming out in April mm-hmm. and I was there. So when COVID hit, this was like the last day of my spring break. So it was like March 10th. So it was like a month right before the movie came out. And, um, yeah. And then, and then it all just stopped. That was actually like the last show. I remember after that I flew home and they, they closed down the Kimmel production. Like I remember he went and he stopped for like a week or I don't know if he went remote right away, but yeah. I remember he, they, they like stopped that and that was, that's when things got crazy. But yeah, that was literally the last show that I saw like live was her, um, promoting that movie and then it never came out. <laughs> so, well, let's hope it comes out this year. I mean. We'll see. I mean, it's, we got a lot good. of years. First left. one was good. I mean, it's only I March. Mean, yeah. yeah, we got eight months. Uh, no, nine months left. <laughs> yeah, we got we got a ton of year left. But yeah, I think that, I think that's gonna do it. I mean, we we got through a lot today. We did. Yeah. Um, to anyone listening, thank you for listening. And um, <laughs> <laughs> if you if you want more film content, you can follow Cinemarvels on Instagram, as well as subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, it's been a pleasure t- again talking with you, Scott. Um, of course. And to whoever's listening, hope you enjoyed our discussion. Even though it got a little bit off track, but I we talked we talked. Talk <laughs> it was good though. We, we, were, we it was had a good fun conversation. With it. We had fun. With it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, until until next time. This has been Joel Anderson and Scott Rosala, and we'll see you soon. <laughs>